This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is useful. Welcome to another episode of Equity Mates, a podcast where we help you learn to invest in roughly 20 minutes or less. We break down the world of investing from beginning to dividend so that you can hopefully make some returns. My name's Bryce, and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you going, bro? I'm very good, Bryce. How are you? Very well, Ren. What's with the little laugh? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, to peek behind the curtain, that was the second time I uh, said I'm good, Bryce, because the first time I made a terrible joke, uh, a terrible pun about the uh, topic that we're going to be talking about today. Well, there's no time like the present, Ren. We are going to be doing a shallow dive on the gaming industry in Australia, more specific, more specifically the casino industry. Uh, and that is because recently we have spotted James Packer up to, uh, up to a few things. So if you want to give a bit of context as to why we'll be doing a deep dive, well, shallow dive into the casino industry, um, and then we'll get straight into it. Yeah, so James Packer in the news with his company Crown, not for anything he's done this time, but a big American casino operator, Wynn Resorts, uh, has offered $10 billion to to buy Crown. Uh, For those who are unfamiliar, Crown owns a couple of casinos, one down in Melbourne, uh, one in London, one in Macau, I think one in Perth, and then uh, they're building a big one in Barangaroo in Sydney. So... um, James Packer owns about half of the company and on the news early in the week that uh, Wynn Resorts, which are a big Las Vegas and Macau casino operator, on the news that they were looking to buy Crown, the Crown share price jumped 20% and we uh, looked at it and we thought, you know what, this is a great opportunity to talk casinos. Um in the in- intervening time since we decided that and recorded this episode Win Resorts have actually pulled their offer uh, because it got it got leaked in the media, and uh, Crown has fallen back ten percent, and um, it's a little bit sort of 
as you were, everyone back to your corners. So we're still going to do the episode though. Yeah. I think, I unless bet. you're going to pull I... the rug out from under me. <laughs> yeah. We were in preliminary talks about doing an episode on casinos, but you've leaked it to everyone that we we're going to do it. So now, <laughs> so now I'm not going to do the episode. Now, before, before we get into the episode, I want to um, test your knowledge a little bit. Okay. All right. What's the most common number in roulette? No, nah, that's actually not the question I'm going to ask you. I have no idea what the answer is. Let me get, oh, damn. I was going to say something. Okay. <laughs> um, so, the share price that... Uh, so, Wynn offered uh, a $10 billion takeover, or that was the number being bandied around, which implied yeah. a share value of $14.85 per share. But when the it got leaked, the Crown's share price only jumped to $14.05 a share. Why is it that... If when we're going to buy it at $14.85 and obviously valued it at that price, why didn't the share price jump all the way up to $14.85? Good question. I often think this when you see other takeover bids come through and I really don't have an answer to it. I guess at the end of the day, it's still completely driven by the market, supply and demand and uh, maybe investors didn't feel that that was going to be the end price. I, I have no idea. Couldn't tell you. So we should a, ask. Here's a little life lesson for you. Never ask a question you don't know the answer to. I have an answer. Uh, nice, Ren. <laughs> <laughs> no, so the the price difference in any... Uh, whenever there's a takeover bid, you'll always see the share price will get close to the takeover price, but it will never get there. And what that reflects is the uncertainty that the deal won't go through. Yeah. And so, in this case, there was a pretty wide gap uh, and that's because owning a casino, especially in Australia, is difficult. Um, so, there was uncertainty because Wynn Resorts needed to do their own due diligence and um, finalise an offer. Then, uh, the state regulators in which uh, Crown owns casinos would need to approve Wynn as an owner and... Um, there's a sort of fit and proper person test that you need to hold casino licenses in Australia. So there was uncertainty there. And then there was also the question of the board and the shareholders approving the deal. So the market will normally get bid up close to the price. The closer it is, the more certain the market is that the deal will go ahead. And the bigger gap, the more uncertainty there is. And in this case, that gap was warranted because... It didn't go ahead. Literally within 24 hours of it breaking, the deal was pulled. So that's a little side note. Let's not get too much into it, but um, just a little uh, little tidbit for everyone. Yeah, good little lesson there, Ren. And my bet is, no pun intended, well, pun intended, that uh, win get back in the game at some point in the near future is my bet. Well, you know what? That's, uh, that's what the market's thinking as well because – the deal fell through, but the share price, the crown's share price didn't fall back as far as it was bid up. So there's probably some expectation that Wynn or someone else will make a play for crown in the near future. Yeah, if not Wynn, because from what I've been reading, it sounds like Packer is certainly out there shopping around for a buyer, which maybe not is it's not so much of a good thing for investors because it might mean that he's willing to offload it quicker than uh, if someone were to approach him. So, watch this space, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, this got us thinking. We uh, we want to start doing some shallow to medium-sized dives into some different industries and talk about some <laughs> yes. different companies. And so, why yes. not start with what's topical, casinos. 
you love a, a punt. You're uh, always in the sorry. casino. You you were telling me that uh, if you could do two things in life, it would be Equity Mates podcast and playing poker. So, um, do you want to kick us off? Tell us about the casino industry. Uh, lies, lies, <laughs> lies coming from Ren. So, a side, note, a side note for our listeners, Bryce is insisting that the place where we do our... Uh, 100-episode celebration oh, no. has poker machines. <laughs> oh, you couldn't be more wrong about, about me, Ren. <laughs> Will, uh, Bryce is the only person at Woolies fighting to keep the ownership of poker machines. <laughs> He's actively trying to increase the numbers. Uh, yeah, in the strategic team that's looking at poker machine acquisition targets. So, anyway... <laughs> Let's move on from that. That's entirely not true, yeah, but um, all... I'm, I'm happy to open proceedings with our shallow dive <laughs> and ju- jump straight into it from a reasonably small to medium height. So let's give some context to the Australian casino industry, Ren. Um, I've got a question for you. Do you know what uh, the name of the first casino was and where it was opened in Australia? Uh, I'm going to say... Uh... Botany Bay, and we'll call it um, <laughs> Captain Cook's Casino. <laughs> Close, but no cigar. Um, Australia's casino industry was established in 1973, so a bit off the mark there, with the opening of Rest Point in Hobart. So today, the Australian casino industry comprises roughly 13 casinos. Many of them are also massive in terms of entertainment complexes and restaurants and all that sort of stuff. And from a trend perspective, they've been seeing a reasonably large increase in the VIP and foreign market. And that's where a lot of their growth is coming from. But I'd probably let you talk about that towards the end, Ren. So in terms of... uh, industry performance for Australian casinos. It's an industry that has generated revenue last year of $7 billion. It's had an annual growth rate from 2014 to 2019 of 3.9%. And it employs about 28,000 people. So pretty large industry, pretty topical one. From the research that I've done, Ren, the main players, as you discussed right at the start, Crown Resorts, owned by Packer, and it's got Crown Melbourne, Crown Perth, Crown Sydney is under construction, and as you said, one in London, Crown Aspinalls. Then we've got Star Entertainment Group. It's got Star Sydney, Star Gold Coast, and then there's another one in Brisbane called Treasury Brisbane. And then I came across another one, Ren, that's a privately owned company which operates a lot of tourism and hospitality uh, sort of businesses in Melbourne, uh, sorry, in Tasmania, and they're called Federal Group, and they have a casino down there as well. So, that's sort of a top-level introduction into the Australian casino industry. Yeah, nice one. Uh, yeah, like Crown and Star are the two big players in the industry. They're the ones you hear about all the time. Yeah. There's one other one that's probably worth mentioning, not as big as those two big fish, but this is would be sort of a medium-sized fish. <laughs> yes. If I knew fish better, I would have named a medium-sized fish. I don't know, like a flathead tuna, or tuna's probably pretty big. Tuna's like, can be big, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so the company is called Sky City Entertainment Group, and they own uh, casinos in New Zealand uh, and Adelaide, and they did own one in Darwin, but the Darwin one they sold recently for about 188 million dollars to U- uh, US company Delaware North. The reason I'm giving you the name of the, this Delaware North company is 
I'd never heard of it before, but they run the food and hospitality services at Marvel Stadium, the Australian Open, the SCG, and a number of capital city airports. So a company that I'd never heard of, but I'd definitely uh, put some money through their tills, and I'm sure most uh, listeners have. So there you go. Just uh, it was nice. a it was an interesting example of just all these companies that exist that you know you frequent but you've never heard of. Yeah, all, all the underlying ones. Yeah, that's why you do some investing and you do some research and you find some hidden gems. Uh, I've got two more small ones to add. Casino Austria International. They own the Reef Hotel Casino in Cairns and Lassiter's Holdings. They own Lassiter Hotel Casino in Alice Springs. So two small ones. Obviously, the Casino Austria is an international company, just has a small, tiny footprint in Australia up in Cairns. There you go. So, they're, they're the casino companies. They're, now, people are probably wondering why we're not talking about a bunch of the other gambling companies, because that would turn a shallow dive into a deep dive and swim. Australians yes. Australians love a gamble, and um, we don't want to... We like shallow diving. Yeah. Australians, especially Bryce, love a gamble. <laughs> <laughs> but there's one, oh there's one company that most people have heard of, Aristocrat Holdings, which make poker machines. And this is just a stat that I wanted to throw out and not dwell on too long. But it's been Australia, one of Australia's best performing stocks of the past five years, rising 600% in five years, which astounded wow. me because I thought poker machines were becoming less and less popular. But they still obviously can churn out um, churn money. Cash. Yeah. yeah. So that's why you also wow. see a lot of poker machines in casinos, I guess. And why their owner is uh, a billionaire. Yes, yes. Mm. I guess at this point, the the market, it's about $7 billion a year in revenue, so it's pretty big. It's been consistently growing 3 to 4% a year for the last five years. They're, you know, casinos, as most people not understand, they are restaurants, they're bars, they're entertainment, they're accommodation. But really, in terms of the business side of it, they make money from gambling. Over 75% of their revenue is from gambling. So, yeah, that, that, that's the core business. There's really two big players in Australia that dominate the capital cities or the major capital cities. And then there's a number of smaller players as well, um, if you're interested. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I guess at this point in our shallow dive, it's important to understand what are the key drivers of the industry. And if you're doing research in these companies, if you want to invest in them, what, what are the key market forces that you need to understand? And I reckon head and shoulders above anything, far and away, most important thing, Chinese high rollers. Yeah, absolutely. Before you just jump into the driver though, Ren, worth pointing out if we haven't made it clear, unless I've got this terribly wrong, but Crown Casino and Star are the only two ASX listed out of the companies that we've spoken about. So unless you've got a a private in. 
Uh, Sky, I'm pretty sure Sky City Entertainment Group is. Oh, really? They are, yes. So I don't have that on my list. So uh, uh, apologies for the for that. But correction, you've got Sky City and yeah, Sky City Crown and um, I've forgotten the name of the other one. Star. 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 Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Okay, so we can choose from three on the ASX. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Chinese high rollers, probably number one most important thing, and you'll probably find that if you're looking at casinos outside Australia as well, that's definitely the thing. Now, what that means is you're exposed to a lot of factors in the global economy, none more so recently than the trade war and the slowdown in the Chinese economy, and you can see the flow-on effects as... Well, wealthy Chinese people are no longer spending as much money gambling. In January, Crown Macau's revenue dropped for the first time in two years. Uh, for people who aren't familiar with Macau, think of it as the uh, Las Vegas of China. It is this island where there's just mega casinos and where there's heaps of gambling. Mm. What we saw in, in the half-year reports of the two major casino operators in australia though was a reflection of the reliance on chinese high rollers so in february crown announced a 12 percent fall in revenue from vips and star announced a 33 percent fall in revenues from vips and that was on the back of the china slowdown and uh, less high spending chinese gamblers the actual tourism numbers didn't deviate massively but the the spend did and that hurt both of the company's share prices so if you want to invest in australian casinos you need to understand we need to be watching what's happening in china do you have anything to add about um the that sort of vip reliance no but it's very clear that it's a huge revenue driver for them because you look at the way that they run their casinos and also the way that they market towards the vips and the the way that they try and keep the VIPs in the casino, all the added extras and bonuses and stuff that they give you, fly you in on a helicopter, get a limo for the day, all that sort of stuff. It's pretty crazy the extras that they go to to make sure that these high rollers with, you know, putting down million-dollar bets stay in the in the resort. So your average punter is not the one that they're really after. It's those big dogs. And so, yeah, if they're falling away, then... I guess, as you've shown, so is their revenue. Yeah. Bryce often talks about his dream is to fly on the Star <laughs> City <laughs> helicopter. <laughs> Wait, I'm thinking about getting a Star City tattoo. Would you believe it? Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, we'll God. save that for the uh, Bryce's intervention episode. <laughs> <laughs> At the party, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, some of the other big drivers, there's obviously an increasing online competition from online-only casinos and also international competition as international travel gets cheaper and more accessible to more people. Uh, it's just as easy for gamblers to go overseas as it is to you know travel interstate or anything like that. So the competitive landscape is changing as gamblers can become more mobile and more online. So that's a big um, macro factor you've got to watch. Another one, um, we touched on poker machines earlier, but um, the decline of poker machines in pubs and clubs is driving more pokey machine players to casinos, and that obviously they're not the high rollers where you make a lot of money, but 
Uh, poker machines are still good business, so that's an interesting macro trend to watch as there's a sort of rejection of these these machines in your more traditional pubs, clubs, and venues. A couple of the other sort of cyclical drivers that will drive the industry are tourism numbers to Australia, hotel occupancy rates, especially at their hotels. They'll be directly correlated to the amount of gamblers gambling in their casinos. And then also, in a general sense, uh, rising discretionary incomes for Australians and for tourists coming to Australia uh, will have a direct correlation on the amount that people gamble in their casinos. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So, really, if you're interested in Australian casinos, watch China closely and, um, you know, Bryce will probably add to your bottom line as well. (laughs) And it's a great... It's good to watch in Australia because we're a relatively... Well, as you said, we're... Australians do like to have a punt, but the regulation around the industry, from what I gather, is reasonably tight. And so the two big big ones, Crown and Star and Sky City, are always going head-to-head vying for uh, the next big development because really it only seems like there's enough room in one city for sort of one big casino other than Sydney that's got Crown about to pop up. So it'll be interesting to see how they... Yeah, but battle it out. They're literally going to be opposite each other. So how they compete for VIP. Isn't Crown going to be really exclusive though? Isn't that the idea? It is the idea, yeah. yeah. They're going to be going for like the ultimate sort of top end, which if it's if if the Chinese economy isn't doing too well by the time these these guys finish building, then they could be in a bit of trouble. Maybe that's why Packer wants out. He sees it's about yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wants out before the going gets tough. So Ren, we uh, pretty good shallow dive. We had a bit of context into the casino industry starting in Hobart in 73. Had a look at some of the big players, some of the smaller players up in Cairns and Alice Springs. A uh, bit of a look at the industry performance, $7 billion, pretty reasonable growth, 4% a year. Uh, and then had a look at some of the major drivers. So hopefully we can do more shallow dives like this. Yeah, uh, I if, enjoy, if, there, that. if there are any industries that people want us to go have a swim in, uh, let us know. I'm telling you, there's a fair bit coming in about uh, cobalt, lithium, all these metals. Oh, of course so, there is. I know. Um, so we'll go through a lot of the questions. We've had heaps of questions come in that we haven't been able to address because of the competition. So uh, stick with us. We have made note of all of them and we're collating them because a lot of them are themed. So we'll uh, address those in the coming weeks. We have certainly haven't forgotten you guys. Make sure you jump onto our Facebook group as well, not just the page, but Equity Mates Investing Discussion Group where we're talking all things stocks and ideas and sharing stuff. So jump on there as well where we can answer your questions a little bit quicker if you have some. But other than that, Ren, I just want to make it very clear that I am not a gambler. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I despise the. Uh, I despise them. So um, the only thing I put my money into is stocks. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Bryce is. Uh, he's too thrifty. Too much of a saver to waste his money gambling. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for the truth, Ren. <laughs> <laughs> and if you haven't already. We uh, RSVP to our, our party. We're having a 100th episode celebration and a celebration of all other things, Equity Mates, on the 4th of May in Sydney. Apologies to those in Melbourne, but we will come down there at some point as well. Um, still looking for a venue, closing down on some soon. So uh, 
still putting the call out though that if any equity mates out there have a venue that they think would be awesome and suitable then let us know we're always open to ideas from you guys anything from you Ren? no I think that's it um, until Monday nice equity mates and the people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned this is general advice only please speak to a financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your individual situation equity mates